What's up, everybody? This is Sully Erna, and you are tuned in to Iron City Rock. Hey, what's up? It's Andy from Blackfell Brines, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Well, what's up? This is Bryce from the band Hardest, and you are with me on Iron City Rock. Episode 327 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 327, we are joined by the front man, the vocalist, the bass player of the band Skillet. Skillet uh, have a fantastic album out, Unleashed, which I'm sure many of you have heard on the radio or a video game or sporting events. It seems to be everywhere right now. Um, that album came out uh, about the middle of 2016. They're doing the Unleashed Tour, which will be coming through uh, doing a show in Pittsburgh, Stage IE with Sick Puppies and Devour the Day. On February 12th, uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways for tickets for that show. So if you check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, watch for some ticket giveaways for that. But we wanted to get the band on uh, as a band who hasn't been on the show before. Um, thought we'd uh, kind of introduce maybe some of our listeners who have somehow missed the skillet revolution going on in music. So, without further ado, we're going to play you a little bit of his track from Unleashed. We'll get into that interview with John Cooper. Target on my back, lone survivor They got me in the sights. No surrender, no trigger fingers go Living the dangerous life Hey, 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 every day when I wake I'm trying to get up, they're knocking me down Hey, 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 when I need to be saved You're making me strong, you're making me stand Shot like a rocket up into the sky Nothing can stop me tonight You make me feel Pleasure to welcome to Iron City Rocks. We have from the band Skillet, John Cooper on the line. How you doing, John? I'm doing awesome, man. Well, you guys are going to be kicking off another run of dates here in uh, just a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, and you're going to be coming through Pittsburgh uh, to do a show at Stage AE, so we wanted to get a chance to talk to you guys. Um, the album Unleashed, um, now that it's you know eight months old, actually, you probably put it to bed even longer ago, but... Um, has the album done what you expected from the album? Obviously, great chart success. Um. Sure. Yeah, it's been a really exciting time. Um, you know, you never know when you're releasing a record how it's going to go. Uh, but the, the things that were really ex- great for me was I had a really good time making the record. Uh, uh-huh. I, I loved writing it. Recording it was really fun. And... Um, and that's no small thing because sometimes recording records is, is <laughs> antithesis of fun. Sure. Sometimes it's just the worst. You know, you're you're fighting the whole time, and 
And this wasn't like that. It was a really uh, exciting record to make. And then um, a lot of times when a record is, is, is finished, you're recording, then you get it mixed, and then you never like to mix, and you end up fighting about that. And this one wasn't like that. Everything just kind of went really well, sounded great. And uh, then we released it, and, and it seems that that you know, good mojo is, uh, I guess, the fans have felt that because it, it, it sold really well. It's been good on the radio, and we're getting new fans, and uh, and, and older fans are, are really happy with the project, too. So uh, we're, uh, we're very blessed, man, excited that the fans love it, and uh, excited to tour because, uh, you know, selfishly, it's just great to play new music, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> just yeah. playing the same songs all the time. <laughs> One of the things I noticed, you, you playing bass uh, and being the vocalist, um, you know, you always hear about the bass player arguing he doesn't get high enough in the mix. And when you mentioned the, the mix, it kind of went right to my head. How do you blend, I mean, obviously being, you know, the longevity of yourself in the band, being the original member, um, you probably have a little more say on the mix. Um, wh- where do you see the bass fitting in as far as the mix? I mean, is that something you like to try to push for like all basses? <laughs> That's really funny. Um you know, I think I'm a little more unique uh, in in terms of my probably my overall vision for the band. I don't really sweat a lot of those kind of details. I want the overall sonic impression to to be uh, to sound like Skillet more than, for instance, the bass being loud enough sure. or a guitar sounding dirty enough. Um, I, I like kind of the overall impression. So it probably would be a little bit more like uh, how I imagine Linkin Park, you know, doing mm-hmm. their thing. When I think of Linkin Park, I don't necessarily think, uh, well, I'm talking about old Park, you know, when they first came on the scene, sure. when they were kind of more of a rock band. Um, I think of that, that sound as being more like their overall vibe rather than a, a guitar player. So I think I'm a little unique like that. It might also be because uh, the fact that I sing as well and, and a lot of my energies are, are focused on melody and, and those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, if the bass weren't loud enough and if the bass weren't present enough and, and dirty enough, then you would really notice it. So right. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, uh, it's not necessarily that I want it a certain way, but, it, but if it's not right, I always know it. Sure. And so we try to make the records, you know, feel like we do live. They, you know, have a lot of low end, but I, I'm more interested in the, in the punchiness than than the lowness, and if you will. Sure. Now, do you get involved um, when it comes to the to the mixing and the mastering of the album, or do you kind of just let that go and come back and give it kind of yay or nay? Uh, you know, I, I would say that I'm very involved, uh, and I would probably give uh, even more uh, credit to my wife Corey, who plays guitar in our band, and she does mm-hmm. all of the programming, all of the keyboard programming, um, all of the string arrangements. You know, Skillet's kind of part of our sound is that string orchestration and that kind of gothic theatrical thing. She does all of that. Uh, I, I'm involved with it, but she does 90%, let's say. Uh, and she's a bit of an engineer as well. So she has more to do with uh, the sonics than I do um, because she can explain it better than me. But it's, when it doesn't sound right, I say, hey, this sounds weird to me, and then she'll usually figure out why. <laughs> yeah. So we're a pretty good team um, Yeah. yeah in, in terms of that. But I think it's the reason... You know, like, for instance, our new record, we have three different producers on the record and two different uh, mixing engineers on the album. But, you know, yet the the record feels very kind of succinct and it feels 
streamlined, and and that's really to do with the fact that that Skillet actually makes our own music. You know, we're not uh, leaving it in the studio for other people to imagine for us. Sure, sure. Now, um, when you do, you ever ever have aspirations of maybe? I, I know you do some, you have some string instruments on the road, but doing kind of the full orchestra, sort of metallic S and M kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think every rock musician did after S and M. I want to do that. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it would make some sense because our music is already kind of, uh, you know, recorded in that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have recorded with some live orchestras uh, for certain songs on, on recorded projects, not live. Right. Um, like Rebirthing and uh, Awaken Alive and songs like that. So, yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I think those things kind of happen when you're a larger band. Uh, so, yeah, if we were to the place where we could go and, you know, do arena tours, you know, doing a special concert like that could be something, you know, quite fantastic. But but at our level now, you know, uh, probably not really worth it. <laughs> yeah, the expense of that certainly wouldn't be there. Um, do you and Corey, do you <laughs> write, I, I noticed, you know, in the songwriting credits for the album, you know, you guys share writing credits on, on almost every track. Uh, do you guys write when you're at home in downtime, or, or do you? Is this something you do on the bus? Where, where do you? Where do you guys like right. to write? You know what? We do it everywhere um, because we tour so much. Uh, a lot of times, we, you know, you you can't, you don't have that luxury of, of waiting till you're off the road and you know take a year off to record albums. I used to hear that when I was a kid. Yeah, they yeah. took a year off to record and. I always had this kind of, you know, idea in my mind that you, you were in a band and you made so much money that mm. you took a year off to make records, and uh, and th- those days are over. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not the '80s anymore, you know. Uh, so these days, you know, we, we do write on the road, um, which I really don't mind because uh, one of the things that inspires me the most is uh, is seeing the fans and, and meeting fans after shows or before a show. Or, and hearing stories from people, I, I think you really get an idea of what your fans like when when you're on stage and, and you see them singing to certain songs. And that's why it's always important. And I, I always tell the label, I always say, you know, I, I know this might not be something that, uh, may, maybe it's not something that you think Skillet fans like, but I know that they like because I see them every night. And, and you know, we've, we've really... Uh, witnessed that and it's been proven you know for instance one of the songs on the record uh, it's it's actually funny enough it's the very last track on the album it's called the resistance mm-hmm. is uh you know the fan favorite from the record and that is a song that the label didn't want to record didn't want to put on the record and they allowed me to put it on as the last song on the record i knew our fans were going to love it and it is the fan favorite and, and it's probably going to be a radio single so i think that being on the road has actually uh, sharpened me in terms of my writing, and mm. so we do write on the road. But you know, if we can take a maybe two or three months off at the end of the cycle for for me and my wife to really uh, you know sit down and not have any interviews and not have any concerts and, mm-hmm. and write, that's always a, like good icing on the cake is is how I think of it. No, I'm kind of curious with a husband and wife on the road. I mean, do you guys get to take? time and kind of anonymously go have lunch before a sound check or do you get to, to kind of experience the towns you're in or is it just bus interviews show back on bus you know uh 
what I would say is that uh, we're, we're beginning to learn how to take that time for ourselves. And, um, you know, if, if I could go back to younger John and, and say, hey, you really need to take time for that, no matter what it costs you, meaning you may not be able to do as many interviews or sound checks or concerts. I would probably tell myself, you know, do do what you need to do to make that happen because for years and years on the road, it's been so busy um, that it's like we're together all the time, but we don't feel like we're together. So it's um, it's kind of quite difficult. Now, we still don't do it a whole lot because it is so busy, but I'm learning to say no to certain uh, things that uh, kind of afford me more, you know, uh, time to do that. You know, one of the things that I really almost never do anymore is sound checks. Uh, it, it's nice to be able to push sound check out of the way and say, I'm not going to show up. You know, what's the mm. worst that happens? I get up here and my monitors don't sound good. I've played, I don't know how many thousands of concerts I've played. I'm, I'm sure I'll do fine. Yeah, and you've got the hand signals to the monitor, sound guy. My monitors, uh, yeah. There's been a couple of times when they just haven't worked. Like, uh, I didn't sound check, so I didn't realize like my earbuds, my little ear monitors were actually broken, and I played you know played a concert without monitors. It, it doesn't really matter. I mean, after you've been doing it this long, you should be able to get up there and do a good job. I don't know if Mariah Carey would agree with that, but we'll talk cross that bridge another day. <laughs> um, oh man, that was brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, what what kind of stuff do you get to listen to now? I mean, do you have time to you know I as a music fan, I mean, you were obviously influenced by a lot of the same stuff. Our audience, you know, the the Bon Jovi's and Motley Crue and things like that of the '80s. Um, um, do you still get a time to, to sure. listen to new bands or even check out the bands you're on the road with? Well, uh, when I'm on the road, I always check out the bands we tour with, uh, or even if we're playing a, a music festival. You know, we played uh, Louder Than Life in Louisville just about four months ago, or whatever that was, three months ago, four months ago. And it was, it was honestly, it was like a buffet of amazing bands. It was Slipknot, Corn. Uh, it just kind of went on and on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I like to go and watch all the bands. It, it, it definitely, uh, you know, sharpens later and as a performer, and, and you see what other people do. And I love being a fan of music, so I always watch the bands I play with. And uh, but, you know, unfortunately, because I am so busy and I'm so burned out, I don't listen to as much music as I, as I wish I did. Sure. And the reason is because, uh, well, I listen to music every day, but it's all old music because mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't judge, you know, I don't, I don't compete with ACDC, you know, they're in such a league of their own, it doesn't sure. matter. I don't compete with Metallica and Bon Jovi. Um, and whenever I turn on new music, I don't know that I'm getting into competition mode, but I can I can tend to do that, yeah. and, and I don't like that. It stresses me out. But I do have a there are a lot of bands, current bands that I really love. I'm a huge Breaking Benjamin fan. Um, they're probably my favorite new rock band of the last ten years. I would say I say new, you know, loosely. Um, but bands we tour with, you know, we, Pop Evil, I really like. Uh, sick Puppies we're touring with and, and uh, I always like Sick Puppies but I became a, a big fan after touring with them realizing how many of their songs I, I really like mm -hmm. so uh, I am a fan of, of new music I'm a huge Five Finger Death Punch fan one of my favorites sure. um, and I, would, I listen to them four or five times a week when I work out I had seen you were um, a big fan of Doug Pinnock of King's X um, 
which oh, imme- absolutely. Im- immediately harkens me to this is a man who takes the bass seriously. Um, do you get, you know, being the lead singer and kind of the face of the band and things like that, do you get the time to kind of go to the woodshed with the bass as much as you'd like to? Well, you know, the funny thing about it, I, I was going to mention King's X earlier when you were asking me about my, I was talking about bass sound and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know, I am particular to make sure I've got, you know, my rig with my distortion pedal and stuff like that, but um, uh, the funny thing is, is I don't even know if people even really realize that I played a bass. I, I literally never, ever get asked about it. This, this must be the first time I've been asked about bass I was even, uh, even when you asked me a little while ago, I was like, did I hear that right? Yeah. No one even seems to notice. <laughs> and, uh, and, and frankly, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, an amazing bass player, but I'm a good bass player. I don't, sure. you know, I, I hold it down, I do my job, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, maybe once every six or eight months, a fan will say, they see us live, and they say, I had no idea you could play like that. But um, I, I'm not fantastic, but I'm good. Um, so, you know, uh, no, I don't sit around jamming on the bass anymore. I used to. Mm-hmm. These days, it's just become so much more important to do interviews and social media, yeah. meet the fans, and write the songs than it is to, to keep working uh, working on that. Uh, one day, if I can have my cake and eat it too, I may start a side project metal band that would be like a cross between like Metallica and, and Dream Theater. If I do that, then I will need to to really brush up. Yeah, yeah. To get in anywhere into the <laughs> John My Young uh, arena, that's that's uh, that's uh, an aspiration there. That guy's just—I don't even know what he's doing. You just see his oh, hands okay. flying. Um, yeah, I'll a, never, I'll never be able to to do that sort of thing. But you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, Dream Theater is one of those bands you've almost got to watch them live. You know, pick a pick a member for each song because there's so much going on on any one of the people on the stage. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's really fantastic. Well, John, I want to thank you uh, so much again. You guys are coming in on the 12th of February. You're going to be doing a show at Stage A, a fantastic venue. So we look forward to seeing you when you get into town, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited about it. You know, I uh, maybe last thing that, that I'll throw in is that, you know, we did this same tour last year, just a few months ago, the Unleashed Tour. And um, I, I don't exactly know why, but it was the most fun I've had on the road in years and years and years. It was just, uh, I think it's because it was our own tour. You know, we hadn't done a headline run in a long time, and we got to play a lot of music, uh, quite a long set. I think we were playing 90 minutes, a little bit of older material with new songs and uh, the excitement from the fans. And and I really loved the bands we were touring with, which is Stick Puppies and uh, uh, Devour the Day. And honestly, I liked it so much that I had... I said, I, we've got to do this tour again, go to the West Coast and do a bunch more dates. And, and I kept having all these people pressure me to take different bands. And I said, hey, we had magic on the last one. Just take the same bands, <laughs> don't exactly. change anything. And so uh, I'm really excited about uh, doing this run again. And I love Pittsburgh. And actually, you know, our uh, cellist is from Pittsburgh. So it's uh, always kind of a place where we've been there quite a lot, seeing his family and all that. So that's going to be pretty cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully when you get into town, we'll have a Super Bowl here for you. Um, you know. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I had to check that when I saw the data when you were coming in. I'm like, they're not coming on Super Bowl Sunday, are they? What? Who would book a band in Pittsburgh on Super Bowl Sunday? But you're coming the week after, so hopefully there'll be a parade or something at that <laughs> oh. point. 
I hear you. <laughs> well, John, I wish you guys all the best. Lots of merchandise sold with goodwill. Yeah. Amen to that. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for for doing this, and we'll look forward to seeing when you get into town, man. Yeah, you got it, John. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Culture forever. Foreigner. With Cheap Trick. And Jason Bottoms Led Zeppelin Experience. Saturday, August 12th, Key Bank Pavilion. Tickets are on sale now. And all Ticketmaster locations online at LiveNation.com or call 1 800 745 3000. All right, again, a thank you to John Cooper of the band Skeleton for coming on the show. They will be in Pittsburgh at Stage AE on the north side doing a show on the 12th of February that uh, includes Sick Puppies and Devour the Day. Um, their new album, Unleashed, is available now. It's available on their website as a digital download. You can get it on CDs uh, and vinyl, I'm sure, at this point, uh, just about anywhere. Uh, and so you want to check that out we invite you to check our website out it's ironcityrocks.com you'll find information on Skillet there also tour dates for bands uh, coming through Pittsburgh if you go to our concert calendar we've got all the different uh, promoters and and a general list of concerts so you can check that out Uh, if you can get in touch with us ironcityrocks at gmail.com or there's a contact link on our webpage let us know what you think of the show We have 326 previous episodes, so if you enjoyed it, we invite you to check that out as well. Also to remind you, if you're in the western Pennsylvania area, voting continues for the PMAs, the Pittsburgh Music Awards, until the 26th of January. So if you want to vote for your favorite western PA bands, that also is on the homepage at ironcityrocks.com. So until next time, we want to thank you for listening.